So we're going to continue, hallelujah, along the lines of a teaching series that we've been doing called Building Gods. Building Gods. All right? Building Gods. Abba's plan for his children is to build us up. All right, he wants to build us. Jesus said, I will build my church. He said when he builds his church, watch this, the gates of hell will not prevail. If the gates of hell is prevailing, it's because you're not built. It's some pieces missing. He said pray in tongues so we could build ourselves up. He gave a five-fold ministry to build the body. He even said prophecy was for edification, which is building. He said that we are his building. We are his field. We are his co-laborers. He told us one another in the body to build up one another. Amen. Not tear down. He said build, which means to add to him. This is Abba's plan. He told us to build on the foundation. He told us to build foundations. Our father is a builder. So when you come here, you come here to have an expectation of being built to be like him. This ain't your normal church. We're not going to just let it slide that you can't. No, you can do all things. My disclaimer, my disclaimer, we are not here to repair your human life. We are not here to repair your human life. We're not here to fix your financial situation. We're not here to fix your relationships. We're not here to fix your feelings. The more you become like Abba, things take care of themselves. He created us to be rulers. He said, dominate your life. But the thing is, is that we don't want to give up the old life. We don't want to exchange the life. We, want, we don't want to give up the natural life to get a spiritual life. And most of the time, you know what? It's not that we don't want to. A lot of times, it's just we don't know how. And even if we know how, a lot of times, when new school, it's, we don't have the environment to do it. Y'all with me? Jesus said, if you're going, he said, you have to lose a life to gain a life. The life you losing is no rest. It's no blessings. You got to do everything for yourself. He said, lose that life and come over to a life where you're predestined. And with the predestined call, Serena, that's provision, anointing, power, revelation, instructions direct from heaven, angels surrounding you. Holy Spirit resting on you, his DNA in you. Why would you want to stay here? It don't make sense. You have to arrive at this point in your heart. It's about you conforming. That's why you're here. You're here because you want to conform to the image of his son. You're here because you want to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're here because you want to imitate him as his beloved children. That's why you showed up. I think. I could be wrong. Our title scripture is coming from Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Then God said, the first thing he said in scripture about man, JJ, was let us make man in our image according to our likeness. The first thing he said, Charles, the first thing he said about man, let me make him like me. 
Let me make him like me, a spirit being, and then let me give him a soul with the capacity to think on my level. The first thing he said. And this is why our faith resides, in what God said. Not in what man said. Not in what people say. Not in what society said. We ain't trying to be politically correct. <laughs> God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. He says, they will rule. That's all you need to know. You don't need to know nothing else. Nothing else matters. Then in verse 27, he says, so God created man in his own image. And this is the very thing that Adam lost. How do I know that? Because the Bible said that he predestined us to conform to the image of his son. The Bible said that we will prosper and be in good health even as our soul prospers. This is the target. This is the goal. We're building gods. You had the fall, then you had the redemption. You had the first Adam, which was, uh, you had the first Adam, then you had the last Adam. You don't have a first Adam and a second Adam. You got the first Adam, then you got the last Adam. You got the first Adam that showed up to be the representation from heaven that he created in his image according to his likeness. And when he failed, he sent Jesus as the last Adam, which means if we don't get it right this time, there's no more sacrifices. There's no more sacrifices. If we don't get it right this time, there's nothing else he can do for us. The title of our teaching on today is called Greater Works. Greater Works. Greater Works. Say Greater Works. Amen. John chapter 14 verse 12. This is Jesus talking. He said, truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because, because I go to the Father. Jesus said, in this passage of scripture, Jesus gave two types of works. He said, there's the works that I do, and then there's greater works. Now, the commonality in both of those works is in scripture, he said, we would do them. He said, the works that he did, we would do it. Then he said, the greater works, we would do. But the puzzling part about it is, for me, and when I look at scripture, if you look at a scripture long enough and you wrestle with it long enough, it's an entire book in it of information in it. He said the work that I do, Kirby, because you believe you can do that. But then he said greater, greater works, greater works. Now, if we have a greater work, greater means in size, in importance and in degree. If we have a greater work, then this has to be a lesser. Y'all not gonna like this. Okay? There has to be a lesser work. If he says there's a greater work that you would do, then it has, his work had to be a lesser. I know you ain't supposed to say that about Jesus' work. <laughs> But Jesus said that there's a greater work. So if there's a greater work, I'm going to repeat it again, there has to be a lesser work. Now, we know the works that he did. He healed people. Man was blind. Man was lame. Withered hands. Woman building. Come on. We know the works he did. He raised the dead. Y'all with me? We just started. He raised Lazarus. He told him, come forth, Lazarus. He touched a casket and woke up. The child woke up. We know the works he did. He did miracles. He turned a little boy's lunch 
into a meal, a buffet for 5,000 people. Watch this, 5,000 men plus women and children. You didn't read that, did you? You missed that. You thought it was just 5,000. No, it was 5,000 men with women and children. From bread and from a Lunchable. We know the works that he did. He turned water to wine. We've seen in scripture that he cast out devils. Matter of fact, he didn't have to cast them out. When they saw him, they said, we know who you are. You're the one sent from God. When they seen him, they said, are you here to torment us before our time? We saw the works he did and he said in scriptures that we were doing. But he said that there was a greater work that needed to be done. And we could not do that greater work until, what happened, until when? Until he went to the Father. And the reason why is because he was the ransom. He was the propitiation. He was the, the, the sacrifice that appeased the Father to bring mankind back into his family. He was the lamb, the perfect sacrifice. There was a greater work that could not be complete until he went to the Father because until he went to the Father, there was no place prepared for us. He told the disciples, it's expedient that I go away because if I don't go away, I can't even send the Holy Spirit. That's why the Bible says that he said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. He says, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. So he had to die to sit at the right hand of the Father so you can be seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And until that happened, the greater work couldn't even start. The greater work is the work that could only happen because he went to his Father. So it couldn't happen in his ministry. His ministry was not the greater work. Y'all not, they're not gonna like this. Okay, the religious, they're not going to like it. Because we made the works that he did the greater work in the church. I hate to tell y'all this. Some of y'all going to die, and you're going to stand before the Father, and you're never going to open the eyes of a blind man. It's not a prerequisite. Some of y'all are never going to cast out a devil. It's not a prerequisite. <laughs> Some of y'all, you're never going to touch a person and they're going to get up out of the wheelchair and walk. It's not a prerequisite to be a part of the family. The works that he did, he did because he couldn't do the greater. And so somehow he had to show the influence of the kingdom on earth. Oh, God. Can you put my scripture up? Well, So it couldn't happen in his ministry. It could not happen in his time on earth. It was a transaction that had to take place in eternity because this is where the covenant was enacted. This is where the covenant was prepared. Plus, this is where your position is. The Bible says that the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world. It wasn't, the lamb was, was, was killed he, was, he died on the cross in time and space. But the actuality of when it was supposed to take place was in eternity. It took place in eternity because he wanted to position you in eternity. Right now, if you are a son of God, you are positioned in eternity. You have eternal life. If you die right now, the next step is you stand before your father, saluting him. You get a promotion. You know in the military, when they die, they take them up a rank? <laughs> so if you die a private first class, they automatically take you to a sergeant. You get a promotion because you died in the work. Oh. <laughs> you died on the battlefield for others. So heaven, come on, what you think? That's the earthly award system. It ain't the reward system. 
Everything he got for you is already predestined. It's already promised. The provision is already there. The problem is, is you're not aligning. The problem is you don't agree that you are God, that you are his children. The Bible says he predestined you to adoption. Now watch this. He predestined you to sonship. He predestined that you will be holy and blameless before him. He predetermined this. The God of Yahweh, self-existing. He could do whatever he wanted to do with his words, with his thoughts, and he decided to direct it towards you. Y'all ain't happy enough. Y'all ain't happy. Stop lying, talking about the joy of the Lord is your strength. The reason why, because first the sacrifice, then the position, now we can build a foundation to build God's on. He said, the greater work you would do because I go to my father. That's why the Bible says that the apostle and the prophet build the foundation. But then it says that Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. He's the cornerstone. So we build the foundation and then we put the cornerstone in the corner. And now what this looks like is because we're building is we got to make every brick look like that, look like the cornerstone. Until we get every brick looking like the cornerstone, we can't build. Until every brick, every lively stone in here looks like Christ, we're ineffective out there. We can't build. He predestined that you conform to the image of his son so that he will be the first brick of many bricks. I mean, sorry about that, the first son of many sons. He predestined this. Which means all you got to do is agree with it and accept it and walk in it. He gave you all, by this divine power, he has given you all things pertaining unto life and godliness. That by his divine power, that every great and precious promise that you, are receiving, that you are to receive is to make you a participant of a divine nature. What does divine mean? Godly. This is his intentions towards you. His intentions towards you is he don't want you to be human. I know that's one of them things that is kind of hard to phantom. But why would he do all of this just so he can play games with our life? Y'all ain't hearing me. Play game, the little sin game. Y'all better watch how y'all walk in sin because if you, don't, if you walk too much in sin, you can't come to me. Well, the Bible didn't say that. The Bible said, okay, watch this. Earth standards, according to Jesus. Jesus said, Peter came to Jesus and said, how much? Do I have to forgive my brother in a day? Seven times? He said, no, seven times 70. Okay. If that is Peter, if he told Peter that, y'all know Peter was jacked up. He didn't listen. Soon as the dude touched Jesus, cut his ear off. After he cut his ear off, he denied him. Hold on. How you cut the man for touching Jesus, then you deny Jesus? Peter was all messed up. Now, why am I teaching this? Because Jesus said this. There's no reason to teach this that Jesus said this. Our Lord and Savior, the one that we say that we are following, that we are conforming to, he is the one that categorized two different works. It wasn't Peter that said it. It wasn't a Pharisee, a Sadducee, it was Jesus. He said, the works that I do, and then you have greater works. Okay, now why would he say this? He didn't say it for no reason. He said it because he did not want us to get caught up in his works. He didn't want us to get caught up in his work. He didn't want us to start ministries and try to imitate what he did. Because he didn't come so we can do what he did. He came so we can be children of God. The greater work is building gods. The greater work is building sons and daughters. He wants us to do that work. He said we would do that work. But that ain't why he died on the cross. Y'all don't believe me. I got receipts. What is 
Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Now, this is crazy. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, hold on, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Not everybody who call him Lord, Lord, would enter into the kingdom of heaven. It says, but only, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. I'm going to read that again, because this is important. He says, not everyone who says to me, now it was one part of scripture, he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, you don't do what I say? He wanted to know, how do you call me Lord, Lord, and I say something and you don't do it? Well, here he said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father. Y'all ready? Verse 22. He says, on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we drive out demons in your name? Didn't we do many miracles in your name? That's a resume. Now, you would think if you stood before the Father and you've been casting out demons, you've been prophesying, and you've been doing miracles, there's no way he would say, depart from me. Because the church told us that that was it. The church told us that that was power was. But Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but the only the one who does the will of my father. Verse 23, he says, then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreaker. Now, I thought that the prophecy, the driving out demons and miracles were his father's will. Okay. That's what I thought. But he said you can do that and still miss out. He can say, you can do that, and he can say, and he said, I'll say, I never knew you. You can do that in his name. Why is he saying this? Because you can be so infatuated with the works he did that you miss the greater works. The reason why he went to his father. You can be so obsessed with casting out devils that you can forget to be a child. You can forget to conform to the image of his son because you're obsessed with prophecy. You can be so enamored by miracles that you miss the love that you're supposed to have one for another because you think that the miracles is power. He said, I will tell you, depart from me, you lawbreakers. So you can do that and still break protocol. That's why the Bible says gifts and callings are without repentance. Your mindset does not have to be changed for you to lay your hands on somebody and heal them. The Holy Spirit will use you with your bad attitude, with your ungrateful self, with your selfish self, with your lying self. With your lazy self, with your no fasting self, he will use you just as you are because that's about ministry. That has nothing to do with your life. The greater works is what we're looking for. Tell me how much of a child are you? Because Jesus said, that, Virgil. His disciples came to him, and they said, who's the greatest in the kingdom? He said, he, he could have said those that prophesy. He could have said those that do many miracles. 
He could have said those that cast out devils. He didn't say that. He pulled a child. He didn't even say apostles. He didn't say prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors. He pulled to it a child. A child. What is he doing? He's preparing their minds for the greater work. Peter, when you converted, you're going to strengthen the brothers. Now, he said that to him, Kirby, after he just got a revelation from heaven of who he was. He just got a revelation. He said, who do men say I am? Some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're like Elijah. Who do you say I am? I say that you are Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus turned to him and said, flesh and blood didn't tell you this. Which means he didn't tell him that. <laughs> he said, you had to get this information from heaven. Because you just literally removed all my flesh from my body and seen what was in me. And then after he said that, that's when he said, Peter, he said, on this rock, I will build my church. What's the rock? That revelation. On that revelation you just got, I'm going to build my church, the body of Christ, sons and daughters. We're building gods. He said, depart from me. You, let's keep it moving. Luke chapter 9, verse 49. John answered and said, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. He said, and we tried to prevent him because he does not follow along with us. Jesus said, don't hinder him, for he who is not against you is for you. So they saw some, some guys, they saw a guy casting out devils. But, and they was doing it in Jesus' name. But they weren't a disciple. They weren't in training to be an apostle. And this confused him. Shanika, he said, leave him alone. If they're not fighting against us, they're for us. Let them do that. But the confusion is this. It was a time when he pulled them to the side and he said, to y'all, I speak the mysteries. But to them, the multitude, I speak in parables. So they're seeing they won't see, hearing they won't hear, so that they won't change before the appointed time. And that confused them, because how does someone who don't have the mysteries cast out devils? How someone who ain't showing up for, for Jesus class casting out devils? How is somebody on earth that don't walk with him, not a part of the crew, having enrolled, how are they casting out devils? Because that, all you had to do was believe. It wasn't a greater work. Matthew chapter 12, verse 27. Now, in this particular passage of Scripture, the Pharisees, Jesus casts out a devil. And the Pharisees say, <laughs> he casts out devils by Beelzebub, the prince of demons. Now, they must have known that that could, be, that could actually take place. Jesus says, if I, by Beelzebub, cast out demons, by whom do your sons cast them out? So, let me get this right. First of all, Jesus said, some people are going to call me Lord, Lord. They're going to do all this stuff, and I'm going to say, depart from me. Then you have some people, Bruce, that weren't even in this class, that wasn't walking with him, he wasn't teaching them, but they were still doing it. So mean people can cast out devils and have the wrong doctrine. Y'all stop. Don't say amen to that. Okay? 
whatever you do. He said, you can say, Lord, Lord, me, me. You can be totally disobedient, and you can still do all that. I'm trying to let y'all not be fooled. <laughs> now, he told the Pharisees. He said, if I do it by Beelzebub, then what about your sons? So he admitted that the Pharisees was casting out devils too. Oh. So the qualification for casting out devils, prophesying, and doing miracles is not a child of God. It's not a son. It's not a daughter. You could be in ugly sin. What kind of sin is that? I don't know. Okay. And still do this. He just said it. He said, but if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. So he said the kingdom of God is casting out devils on earth. So that's why we will do the work. Amen. We will prophesy. Amen. We will do miracles. Okay. You done seen some stuff happen already amongst us. All right. That's not the issue. The issue is we got to get engulfed in the greater works. I refuse to let y'all get obsessed with stuff that ain't changing your life. Luke chapter 10, verse 17. That's when Jesus sent his disciples on a ministry trip. It says, the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Now, he sent them out. He said, I want y'all to go, and I want y'all to preach the kingdom. I want y'all to pray for people. I want y'all to cast out devils. I want y'all to do all that. They went. They came back, and they said, you was right. <laughs> it worked. That's why I told you, look, that stuff will kick in when evangelism starts. Right now, we focus on the greater works. I need sons and daughters. I don't need a bunch of hypocrites, a bunch of lazy, slowful, non-fasting, lying folks sitting up here thinking they got power. I'm sorry. I know I'm mean. I mean, but, but it's the reality because I'm tired of it. Greater works. Greater works. He said the 70 returns with joy. Saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to, your, to us in, in your name. Subject to us in your name. Subject to us in your name. Subject to us in your name. They didn't do nothing. <laughs> Subject to us in your name. Because we're attached to you, that's why they did it. They only subject because we're attached to you. Because we are the body of Christ. We are part of you. Watch what he's going to say. Jesus said to them, he said, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Now, he has some of the most crazy answers to things people say. Nicodemus comes to him and he says, I know you a man from God. Nobody can do the miracles you do unless he be from God. He said, <laughs> he said, Unless you are born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. How is that the answer to that question? Jesus knew that he, they would say things, and he knew what they needed to hear. Y'all ready for this? Verse 19, he says, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents, say amen, amen. and scorpions, say amen, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Y'all ready? But are y'all ready? Verse 20. Y'all sure? Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that spirits are subject to you. How? How? How do I not do that? How do I not cast out a demon and not rejoice? But the Son of God said, don't rejoice in this. But 
we cast. Don't rejoice in this. Now, the scripture says rejoice always. I say always rejoice. But when it comes to this specific thing, he said don't rejoice in this. Don't rejoice that spirits are subject, subject to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. Said, don't rejoice at that stuff. Don't rejoice at the works I did. Rejoice at the greater works. Don't rejoice at the fact that demons answer to you. Rejoice at the fact that your birth certificate is in heaven. Rejoice in the fact you've been adopted. Rejoice in the fact that you can now say, Abba, Father. The spirit of the Lord came upon him to do ministry. But the Bible says he came to seek and save that which was lost. The Bible says that he was the mediator between man and God. So it's a difference between why the spirit came upon him and why he was sent. The greater works is building a foundation. Y'all with me? The greater works is that we labor with people until Christ is formed. We're not laboring with people to find a demon. That's not what we're here. We're not here to find somebody and cast the devil out of them. What are you? What are you? You, come here. No, we're here to labor with you until Christ is formed. The greater work is creating an atmosphere for the spirit of adoption so we can grow. It's having a family where you feel loved, where you can grow. That's the greater work. The greater work is imitating him. They couldn't do that in the Old Testament. It took a sacrifice. It took a lamb. The greater work is answering to the new covenant. The greater work is being transformed by the renewing of your mind. The greater work is allowing the fivefold ministry to build you up to a full, mature stature that belongs to Christ. Jesus said, my disciples, say you would know my disciples by the demons they cast out. Whatever. I know what I read. He said, I would know my disciples because of the miracles they do. He said, I would know my disciples because they prophesy. What? Y'all not reading the same Bible that, that somebody else reading. I don't know. He said, you would know my disciples by the love. You will know my children by the humility. He, said, he didn't say you will know them by the gifts, the talents, and the abilities. You're going to know because they respond to me. You're going to know because they are like me. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. It's a love chapter. Some of y'all been running from it. Stop. It says, if I speak human or angelic tongues, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. It gets worse. He said, if I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so I can move a mountains, he didn't say a mountain, he said mountains, but do not have love, I'm nothing. Well, that right there, that's the works Jesus. That covers the work Jesus did. Verse 3 says, if I give away all my possessions, and if I give my body over to be burned, 
but do not have love, I gain nothing. Why would he say that? Because that's not the greater works. None of that stuff is the greater works. Not the speaking in tongues, not the preaching, that's what the human tongue is. Not the gift of prophecy, not the revelations of understanding all mysteries, not the knowledge, not that you have all faith. Not that you have a word of faith. Okay, let me stop. Uh, uh, not that you give all your possessions away. He said your body can be burned. You can catch bullets for somebody, but if you ain't no love in you, you did it for no reason. He said, I can't even acknowledge that. Then he goes off into this spiel. He says, love is patient. <laughs> love is kind. Love does not envy. It is not boastful. It is not arrogant. But the Bible tells us what? God is love. So what are we describing here? Love or God? What are we describing? Love or God? We're describing God. We're describing the Father. God is love. So he said God is patient. So when you get some patience, we know you like God. God is, God is kind. That's how we know you conforming. You kind. Whatever. Because y'all did that, I'm going to read it over. All right? But I'm going I'm to read it how I want you to see it. All right? He says, if I have the gift of prophecy. Nope, nope, no, nope, Let me start. If I speak in human or angelic tongues, but am not like Abba, I am a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but I'm not like my heavenly father, I'm nothing. If I give away all my possessions and I have let my body be burned, but I'm not like my heavenly father, I didn't gain anything. Your father is love. Your father is kind. Your father does, is, is not envious. Your father does not boast. He is not arrogant. He is not rude. He is not self-seeking. He is not irritable. Ooh. 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 Oh, God, Lord Jesus. This is the greater works. It's a get, we need to see some, com, some conformity. We need to see a transformed person. This is the greater works. I don't care how many devils you cast out. I don't care how many miracles you do. I don't care how many people you get healed. If you ain't got no love, if you can't get along with the body, that's why you see most of them jokers be on their own. I got to start my own ministry. God called me to, no, he did. You just can't function in the body and you think your gift all that. You just don't know how to love. And so you got a gift, but when you sit amongst people, soon as somebody challenge you, I don't know what's on your mind, kingdom, but it's, it's floating. <laughs> yeah, I know it was, boy, them wheels was turning like a semi. Now, this is the goal. He says, love is not rude, it's not self-seeking, it's not irritable. It does not keep a record of wrongs. Greater work. We need work. We, ain't no wrong. That's why we're here. <laughs> we're not here because we, we're there. We, we already, no, we're not here because we've already, this stuff is already, no. We have, we have not accomplished this. That's why we keep showing up. That's why we have to pray. That's why we have to fast. This is why we have to practice righteousness because we are building gods. It says love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Watch this. Love never ends or fails. Love never fails. So as long as you are loving, you can't go wrong. I know they did you wrong, 
But because you're a God, you got to love. I hate to tell you, you got to put away your human ways. <laughs> I hate to tell you that. You can't be rude and be like your father. So you like somebody else's father. Uh-oh. He said, love never fails. He says, but as for prophecy, it comes to an end. As for tongues, they cease. As for knowledge, it comes to an end. So the greater work is building his children, sons and daughters. I had, a, I had somebody come to me one day and tell me, they said, my pastor should have started where you started in teaching it. We started with sonship. We started with the relationship first. Most ministries skip right to gifts. Why? Because they want to, well, I'm not going to say what their intentions are, okay? It's most times because we what we don't know. I'm maturing. I'm growing up. I'm growing up. All right. They start with gifts of the spirit. They start with casting out devils. Your whole life a mess. <laughs> and you trying to get a spirit out of somebody else? Come on. Am I right? You trying to prophesy to somebody else? And your whole life a wreck. You talking about doing some miracles? And you can't hold a good relationship? That should be the miracle. Okay. The greater work is building his children, sons and daughters. The greater work is finding orphans and converting them. That's the greater work, but that's the hard job. That's why Paul said, I'm in labor pains. Y'all don't get it? Y'all, look, y'all don't understand. <laughs> it's different from this position. Paul said, I'm in labor pains with y'all until Christ is formed. Meaning you hurt my feelings. You acting crazy. And I know why, but my job is to stay with you until. That's the greater work. That's the hard work. It's easy to cast out a devil. Just put, come out. <laughs> he does that work. That's why he said the spirits are subject to us through your name. Because you sent us to do it. Jesus didn't have a healing ministry. Jesus didn't have a miracle ministry. He didn't have a deliverance ministry. He was a mediator between man and God. He didn't have a ministry doing these things. Watch this. He only did what the Father told him to do. And when the Father told him to do it, he showed up and he did it. That's what we are. We don't have to create. When the Father tells us to do it, it'll happen. I only do what the Father tells me to do. You don't have to go looking for it. The greater works is building the body. Here we go. Being a field, a building, a co-laborer. Becoming light, becoming salt, becoming ambassadors. Where are we at? This is the greater work. It's building a holy nation. Royal priesthoods. Kingdom-minded folks that pray. We don't need no more prayer warriors that ain't kingdom-minded. The greater work is building God's, a new creation. Old life is past, all things are new. That's the greater work. Building agape beings, building sons and daughters that are guided by a heavenly mindset. We got to get you from earth. <laughs> building children that have an eternal perspective. Because the Bible says stop thinking temporal. 
So you got to come in here and you got to tell me your temporary story and I got to listen and then I got to tell you what the Bible say. You're going to tell me what you see and I'm going to tell you who you are. Walk by faith and not by sight. Somebody going to do something that you don't like and you're going to label them with a spirit. They got a spirit of rebellion. No, they don't. They're an immature child and they need to grow up. They're not prideful. They don't know. This is where they are. We got to labor with them. That's a, see, you got it from the religious folks, a reason to just reject people. A reason to not use somebody. They got the Jezebel spirit. Really? How about they just immature? How about they carnal? <laughs> How about they don't know who they are? How about you ain't teaching them right? Uh, we don't never want to blame it on us. The pulpit ain't going to take no blame that you putting a religious spirit in them. Because you're not telling about their father, you constantly talking about their sin. What you doing wrong? Well, what is grace for? Well, sin did abound, grace did abound even more. Which means that when your heavenly father see you in muck and mire and acting a plum fool, his words is, we need to spend more time together. <laughs> That's what he, we need to spend more time together. He's not saying get away from me. I don't love you. He said, I love you too much to leave you like that. So I'm going to give you some dreams. I'm going to give you some visions. I'm going to have apostle rebuke you, correct you, counsel you. Teach you. I love you too much. This is the greater work. But don't nobody got patience for people. They, how you in ministry and you got patience for people? Every time the Father showed us this church in a dream, he showed us children. Amen. He showed us, we had a bunch of kids running around all the time. Amen. That's all he showed us, with a bunch of kids. Running around, <laughs> acting a plum fool. That's all he showed us. He didn't show us adults. Bill Johnson said it best. He said, your church is gonna be a, a, a kindergarten class or a nursing home. Oh, y'all walking on eggshells. If I make a mistake, apostle ain't going to use me. If I don't act like this in front of him, then he going to think, look, I see in the spirit. Amen. I see your immaturity. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Look, you have to be immature to become mature. Say that with me. Say, I have to be immature to become mature. You can't mature till you find a place of immaturity. You can't grow until you say, I need to grow, until you find that place. This is the greater work. It's the greater work. You have to see Paul's approach to the Gentiles. He didn't come to them telling them, I need y'all to cast out devils. I need y'all to do miracles. <laughs> y'all need to be here healing folks. That's not how he came to them. He came to him and said, y'all need to be washed with the water of the word. He came talking about the, sword, the, the, the word of God as a double-edged sword. He came to them talking about put on the whole armor. You don't need to be delivered. You need to put on the armor. <laughs> you need deliverance because you don't have the armor on. You need deliverance because you're not washing yourself with the water of the word. If you agree with the word, everything comes out. He said the weapons of, of our warfare are not carnal, 
but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. He said, we demolish them. <laughs> we demolish them. You don't need nobody else. You could, if, if deliverance is that, you can do it to yourself. You got just amount of power as a person standing in front. All you got to do is, that, look, this is why the disciplines are important. Get that word and confess it. Confess it. Until you, it becomes the way you think. And then meditate on it. He predestined me. You need to wake up. He predestined me. Just walk around. He predestined me. I don't care who he, he predestined me. Just walk around. People think you're crazy. He predestined me. He predestined me. He predestined me. He predestined me to conform to his image. He predestined me for provision. He predestined me. He predestined me. He predestined me. <laughs> Tell yourself the truth. You need deliverance because you're lying. <laughs> Can't stop laughing at me. This deliverance, he said, we demolish strongholds. He said, we cast down every imagination. Hold on. I'm telling you how to do it. If you listen, you ain't got to go to deliverance school. All right. He said, we cast down every imagination, every imagination that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. He's he said, we bring every high thing to obedience under the word. Why, why would he do that? Because you were born again through the living word. Come on. It takes a living word to give you the mind of Christ. Once you have done that, what else is there to do but walk therein? All you need is to know what he said. You need that logos. You need to know his thoughts and his intentions towards you. That's why the Bible says, well, here we go again. Sub submit yourself to God. And then go to a deliverance class. Are you going to say that? What did it say? Submit yourself unto God. And resist the devil, which means stop walking in his ways. <laughs> if you stop doing what he do, then that means you disagree. <laughs> the moment you disagree, he got to flee. Why? Because you've already been translated from the kingdom of darkness. It he said nobody can pluck you out of his hand. You just don't know what he said about you. Greater works are more important works because watch this. I'm, I'm closing. Let me take another route. The greater works are more important works because after Jesus' death, we were born again. New life, right? Amen. The greater works are more important because we have been predestined, but the predestination could not happen until the sacrifice was given. Amen? The greater works are more important because of this. Jesus, seeing blind Bartimaeus, walking across the road, walking, he walking down the road, he see blind Bartimaeus. He's screaming, son of God, I need you to heal me. He opens his eyes. Now, if he opens his eyes, what needs to be done? We still need to build to God. After the withered hand is straightened out, we still need to build to God. The woman is bent over like this. That word bent means that the demon was bent over and hurt like this. He cast the demon out. Now, what needs to do? Somebody got to labor with her until Christ is formed. He put the mud on his eyes. He opened his eyes. He could see. Now what needs to happen? You still got to build the God. The woman touches the hem of his garment. She dry up. She still got to become a daughter. She still got to humble herself. She still got to sit in front of the five-fold ministry and get built. 
He said, greater works you would do because I go to my father. He said, you would do the greater works. And that's where we, we puzzled it. Because you, you don't hear Jesus saying that what I did is less important than what y'all got to do. You don't hear Jesus saying that. After all this, after you heal somebody, what has to happen? You still got to build the person. <laughs> We're obsessed with the works he did that we're not doing the greater works. We focus on the greater works and we would do the works he did. Why? Because the greater works is us becoming one with him. Mic drop. It's the reason why the Father giving us these dreams. My wife had a dream. Uh, we was in another ministry and that we were in a hotel and some lawyers was chasing us, legalistic people, okay? We ran into a kitchen, put on some uniforms, which means we joined the five-fold ministry. We went and jumped in the elevator. We got in the elevator, and everybody in the elevator asked why my suit was different from everybody else's. <laughs> it's the dream. We in the elevator, the elevator go up, we lose the, we lose every, we lose the lawyers. What does that mean? As the teaching elevates, we're going to quiet people. Hallelujah. All right? We're going to lose them. We're going to lose them. My wife had another dream that we sitting at a table eating, and McKinley goes back, and he wants to argue with the butcher. Butchers and his pastors. And I'm telling him, the meat y'all feeding these people is bad. One of them was spoiled, one of them was un uncooked, and one of them was extremely dry. All you got to do is listen to YouTube. And I'm arguing with him, why are you feeding these people this stuff? This was 2014. I didn't know what he was talking about. I see now. <laughs> I told you, in 2010, he came to me. He said, I'm going to use you to change an entire generation. Amen. And I was like, well, how are you going to do that? All I knew was apostolic denomination teaching. <laughs> and all they knew how to say was, you need to receive the Holy Spirit if you ain't saved. Okay, He's giving us these dreams to show us for a reason. Shomby had a dream. I was in a race. Was it two races? Was it two races in one night? Two races in one night. We run a 100-yard dash. And in both of them, I smoked everybody. <laughs> Hold on. So bad. Now, you know you can't. 100-yard dash. So bad, Virgil, that I'm turning around talking trash. Amen. <laughs> Two of them, which means it's confirmed. Amen. He letting us know we far ahead, everybody. See, but you would think we not because we not doing the works he did, because we're not focused on the works he did. We're focused on the greater works. That other stuff gonna come. If you die and never do it, you good with your father. But if you do that other stuff and you never conform to the image of his son, you in trouble. I told, look, it's too much teaching to go on for the people talking about end times. We ain't been developed yet. The, the body of Christ still in the training, bro. Greater works. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, don't do what I say? Jesus said, and he said, in those days, they're going to say, didn't I do this in your name? Didn't I do that in your name? He said, I'm going to say, part from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Now, what's funny is, is you got that scripture, and in between those scriptures, watch this, uh, uh, above that, he's talking about that you know a tree by the fruit it bears. Then after that scripture, he's talking about you hearing his teaching and building on the right foundation. He said, if you don't hear my teaching right, you're going to build it on sand. Which is, which is the works that I did. 
And you're going to get, watch this, you're going to get a whole bunch of folks that can do miracles, they can cast out devil, but they're going to be orphans. They're going to be immature. Their relationships going to be broken. They're going to be severed. Their finances going to dwindle. They're not going to have the love, but they're going to think that they're in the will of God. I can't say will around you. <laughs> That's his name, Will. Every time I say Will and look at him, he just throw me off. He said, but it's about you doing the will of my father, which is building God's. Amen. We done.